For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in 76ers with your host, former 76ers point guard Eric Snow and two Sixers fanatics in Marcus and Tasia Dash. Believe in 76ers is presented by betonline.a. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50. That's B-L-E-A-V-5-0 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in 76ers podcast. I'm Marcus Dash here with former legendary 76ers point guard Eric Snow and my brother Tasia Dash. Gentlemen, I'm sure we all got a chance to see the uh the, like kind of the uh the little altercation that happened in uh Turkey uh in uh what you know, happened in Georgia I believe but you know with uh, our guy Furkan Korkmaz you guys got a chance to see all that Yeah um got to stay with your people over there I guess So <laughs> so Furk giving everyone the turkey wings what he was doing Yeah so that's, that's, what the, that's that's what the moves called apparently the, the based in turkey wing Hopefully he got some hits in <laughs> yeah, I, I will say I posted the clip on the Believe in 76ers YouTube channel, the, the, the clip of them getting into a fight, and we've had like over like 6,000 views on it, and it's like, I see a lot of Georgians and a lot of Turkish, um, like the people like getting on, uh, getting arguments on that, who's at fault there, and they're saying the Turkish media is making up the fact that they're like the, the Georgian security guards were, were fighting him in the tunnel and stuff, they're saying it's made up by the, by the Turkish media, so it's... It's kind of going to become a global uh, nightmare. That's what we're doing. We're in the middle of it, man. We're right in the middle of the story. We're bringing the Turks and the uh, orange together, man. No person over there. <laughs> did, did you ever? Uh, did you ever play? You ever play overseas? Did you, Eric? 
um, with the NBA that would play in, would not in play for. You never played with any like those, like only those... with my team I played over there. Okay, I was yeah. curious to see if you ever gotten like. Did you ever hear any stories like this before in, in Europe in these uh, these off season leagues? Yeah, I have some people that played in Europe and they and they just said whatever you can think of, it's probably happened or will happen. Wow, I know what they've told me. No, it's... so I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm blessed to be over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh, not a not not a lot going on in the Sixers world. Uh, the Furcon Corkmos is probably the, uh, the 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 number one thing going on in the Sixers world. But there have been some kind of speculation um, of rumors that we may be in on some guys from the Utah Jazz, and that's where we'll start the show tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, now the uh, Utah Jazz have finally traded away Donovan Mitchell after months of speculation of where he was going to go. Um, he's gone now, um, and now experts are saying. The Utah Jazz are going to begin the fire sale, um, and there's some there's some realistic names out there that we could be in line for, and maybe guys are maybe not realistic for us to, to go for. But rumors are saying and uh, leaking the Sixers to Jordan Clarkson is one of the guys. Rudy Gay uh, is another guy who's been linked to us. Um, I don't know if it's really serious, but you know, as po- a possible landing spot, and then Bogdanovich, and then Beasley. So my question to you guys, <coughs> of those guys um, on in Utah. Um, who would be uh, one that you think we should try to go for uh, if any of those guys are available? Um, I like a lot of those guys, but, you know, I think at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's really about um, helping the, your team the most. And the way you do that is finding someone that helps, you know, basically your best player the most. And I think if you can go with Bogdanovich and find size and three-point shooting all in one player, um, I, be- I believe Tasia said that the last episode, you you just never get enough of guys like that. Like, you, you can never get enough. So I, he would obviously be the first choice for me um, because of that. Yeah, that'd be, be ideal. That's Unfortunately, it's probably the most like, well, I don't know, Conley makes a lot too. Um as far as realistic salary, you're talking about Bogdanovich, and then you're talking about salary with Tobias or something and consolidating. Yeah, I mean, I, I, he he would have to be like a higher salary player. Yeah, if we heard Bogdanovich coming to the Sixers, then you then you that's the start of Tobias being out for a couple of players, right? Um, but yeah, but I, I if we're not talking about salary mattering, I go Bogdanovich hands down. Yeah. Um, salary is a problem. I know the popular answer is Clarkson, but and I used to be totally on board with that. I just think, I think I'd rather go Beasley. Just yeah, I would I, go Beasley if salary isn't isn't problem. Yeah, his catch and shoot range is too high, man. He can, I mean, and like you said, help your best players. You pair him with any of our other guys who take up double and triple teams. Beasley's knock them down like that. I mean, I know Clarkson can create, but we don't really need that as much when you have guys like Maxi and Harden, one of those two guys on the court almost all times. I don't know how much creating we need uh, for a guy like that. So if a guy can catch and shoot like, like the way Beasley does, I, I'd, I'd probably rather go in, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Carson a lot. I would take Carson. But I sure. Just oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> fit. Um, yeah, it, it, I think he can work. I just think that um, he's more of a one-two with Malik and kind of fill the three a little more from a size standpoint. Yeah, I just think, yeah, 
I just think play to our strengths. I mean, again, I, I would not – I'd be fine with Clarkson if they want to yes. consolidate some of our players yeah. for Clarkson. But, yeah, I'd probably go Beasley ahead of Clarkson. Um, I don't think we have a need for Conley. That's, that contract's too big anyway. I don't think we have a need for Gay, really. We have a, we have a couple guys who do that now, actually. We have a – Yeah, I think, the you know, yeah. We have, we have Niang. We have – I think we served the, the Rudy with the, with the – you know, with the former Houston guys coming over, that's kind yeah. of um, solved the Rudy Gay. There's kind of similarities as far as yep. what's needed. Um, but yeah, I like Jordan Clarkson. I mean, I, I wouldn't. I would say Jordan Clarkson and Beasley are somewhat equal as far as the effectiveness here, even though their games are different. Um, but I wouldn't say that Jordan Clarkson wouldn't be needed. I I, I, I say he can because he's still he's still does something even though we got Melton. Um Melton's probably more similar to Beasley than he is Jordan Clarkson, in my opinion. Um for what, you know, their roles are going to be. So I, I I do think that, you know, Jordan Clarkson can have a, a role here. Yeah. Instant offense can be yeah. used anywhere, I'd say. Yeah, no, it's interesting because I was going to ask because some a lot of the Sixers fans online said that having Clarkson with Melton um uh, off the bench would be kind of a redundancy, kind of a redundant asset between the two of them. But I mean, having that yeah, I, I don't think. I mean, either I think Melton is. I don't think he'll be used the way Jordan Clarkson would be used. Nah. Um, I, you know, I think you know Jordan Clarkson's probably more similar to the way Maxie would be used in Melton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Just instant offense. I don't think Melton. I think Melton's gonna be kind of like a glue guy, a guard for us. Good compliment. Yeah, I'm excited to see uh, how we how we utilize Melton, and that kind of leads us to our next question. Um, if no moves are made um, for the, I mean, it, it's likely that no more moves are going to be made uh, for our squad, other than probably maybe cutting some salaries because we since we're over the limit. But um, if no more, more moves are made for us. How would you guys rank the offseason acquisitions? Which and which one of the three guys we brought in this offseason will probably move the needle the most this year? We have PJ Tucker, uh, Daniel House, and then the uh, the Anthony Melton trade. Of those three, which one is probably going to be the one by the end of the year? We're like, wow, we can point to that one and say, yep, this made a huge difference for our team this year. Uh, if I had to rate them, I would probably say Melton one, PJ two, and House three. Um, Right now, but I I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of the year, PJ's impact was bigger because I think PJ can make a bigger impact without it being numbers wise. Um, but I do think that the Milton pickup with um, James, you know, having a full year of him and not really wanting to extend his minutes, and then Maxie, I know we got great you know expectations for him, but we truly don't know. Um, so I think filling that void um, to me was was very important, and, and I also think that PJ. I don't think he'll do less from a standpoint of what he's able to do. I just think that having Tobias, his responsibilities won't be maybe as high as you know because of Tobias is there as well. That's interesting. I I wasn't expecting that, but yeah, I, I have a pretty similar answer. Um, so I have a regular season ranking and a playoffs ranking. I have, I'd say House is number three in both both those lists. 
but regular season ranking, I'd go Melton one, PJ two. Um, I just don't see us running Tucker wild as far as minutes, and we shouldn't. I, I hope we don't. Um, Tucker's our our, our 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 playoff guy, in my opinion. I, I just I think we should manage his minutes, um, give him rest when he needs it. Uh, if he's tired in the playoffs at that age, it's it's going to be it's going to show. Um, so I just think Melton's going to be a guy we rely on off the bench whenever we split up the Harden Maxi. Uh, first guy to come off the bench for between those two guys for one of those two guys will be Melton. So um, I just think he's going to be so important in the regular season playoffs too. But I think he'll be more important in the uh, in the regular season just to spell those guys and start spot start when Harden is uh, sitting. You start Max or Maxine Melton. You know, uh, we lose scoring, obviously, but defense is a big uptick. Um, and yeah, Tucker goes without saying that he'll just be massive in the playoffs uh, more than he'll be in the regular season. Yeah. And, and lot, I agree with what Eric said. You know, what, what Tucker brings is not really the, more the numbers aspect. It's the what, what he brings, the, it's the intangibles. It's the stuff that, you know, you know, kind of the, the rah rah guy, the guy you can leave. Oh, yeah. But you need energy to be the dog, right? That, 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 it takes a lot to, he was face guarding like Harden at like, half court in those games man you gotta be fresh to be doing that i mean so got a multi-year deal from us i mean tucker's not a guy who's gonna mail it in he's never gonna do that but you know he is going up there in age so we got to be responsible for him because he he's not a guy that wants to sit you can just tell so we have to be the ones to be like all right we're gonna get you down to like 26 28 minutes uh, for the next couple weeks here yeah I mean, has he been a guy? I mean, he played played in seventy one games last year of his eighty two. I mean, that's didn't really sit out many. Games. I thought he's been consistent as far as you know playing a high number among the games. Yeah. He has his minutes have been always been crazy because he's he's good in most lineups. That's the thing. But if you want to conserve him, not only for this year but for the next three years of his contract, I just think we need to be smart of how he manages minutes. That's all. I mean, he played he played well beyond what Miami I think was expecting from him last year and. We can't – I just – I don't think we can expect that to continue at that high rate as he ages and get into his 40s. We guys could be smart. We have to manage it a little bit, not have him play 35 minutes a night every night. Yeah. I mean, looking here, it shows 72 or 71 last year, 52 the year before, 72, 82, 82. I mean, he's pretty – I mean – What are his, his miniature game are high, right? His average uh, minutes per game, yeah, I mean, his average career is 29 minutes a game. Um, but last year he played 27.9, so 28. Um, Why Miami to do that, too? Yeah. And the year he played 52 games, 26 minutes. When he was with uh, Houston. Uh, oh, yeah. Takes wow. a big jump up, doesn't it? 34? So 2017, 2018, 27.8 minutes. 2018, 2019, 34 minutes. 2019, 2020, 34.3 minutes. Yep. Yeah, and then yeah, that's <laughs> and he was playing up in position a lot of times. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why he got so many minutes because he'd fill in at four, three, five, whatever like they needed him to. Yeah, so I'd rather have the Miami minutes than the Houston minutes. How about that? That's let's yeah, and that's why he was fresh in that in the playoffs last year because Miami manages minutes. It was smart of them. Yeah, I agree with that. We have House, so there's no depth. Yeah. At that position. Yeah, we have Niang House. You don't have to do that. Yeah. All right. Okay, so we laid off the show with the Furcon fight, so that's our final topic of the night. It's going to be a, a fun one here. Um, 
So, for people who don't know, uh, this weekend, our guy for Con Korkmaz got into an altercation after being ejected from a European basketball game for Team Turkey, where he reportedly uh, found uh, fought around four Jordan players and security guards once he re- got, went into the tunnel. Um, I, I, on our YouTube channel, a lot of the Jordans are saying that didn't happen. It's made up uh, by the, the Turkish media, but, you know, Furkan did say, and so did the coach, um, that this did happen. Uh, so, then following that video going viral, um, uh, Jordan Yang tweeted on uh, Twitter saying uh, to Burke, yo, you good? You need backup over there? Um, so mm-hmm. it begs the question. Um, so, Eric, if you had four guys trying to fight you on the court, which Sixers teammate of yours would you want by your side? So this is during your during your era in Philadelphia. Sixers um, teammates, right? Sixers teammates, yeah. Sixers teammates. And then if you were pl- if you were to play now, which current Sixers player would you want from, from this team by your side? <laughs> and how many am I naming? I mean, um, if, if you have a short list, you give us a short list, but you give, give us a um, triangle match. If it was like a, like a wrestling match, give us a triangle match. I mean, I can name three people, three former teammates from Philly. Um, Rick Mahorn, ah. uh, Derek Coleman, and Vern Maxwell. Wow. Ah, that's funny. I had all three of those guys on my list. Um, <laughs> but if I could clone someone, I would have three Derek Coleman's. Oh man! So in Coleman wins. So Coleman wins then. In a heartbeat, I have three Derek Coleman's. Oh man! <laughs> um, but yeah, if, those are the three first three that probably come to mind. Um, DC was just, you know, and then Rick, Rick Mahorn is Rick Mahorn, and Vern is by far the. Mad Max. He is um, someone you want in your corner. <laughs> someone you want in your corner. Max, boy, he was, he was awesome. Great. Someone you don't want against your corner. Oh, no, no, no. None of those guys. <laughs> Most guys that you want in your corner, you do not want against you. But against the thing about Max and um, his DC is like, like they'll take it off the court, off out of the locker room. Every time they see you, like they different, different breed, man. <laughs> different breed, right there, man. Man, yeah. So, um, as far as current, actually, no. Before you get to current, since you asked, what if we were doing all teammates from all teams? Let's. let's I want to hear that too. Actually, if you have a different, um, different man, I would still take um, those Philly guys. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Man. I mean, you know, only other guys that maybe I take. Outside of that was um, Frank Burkowski, without a doubt. Um, Seattle days, right? Yeah, um, the late Jerome Kersey. He was he was so strong, like it was like he grabbed me and moved me one day. I thought it was it was five people doing it. It was just him. <laughs> um, uh, let me see who else. Um, GP, yeah, I'll take Crazy Gary, Gary, um, and then um, Terry Cummins, old school Terry Cummins, strong as an ox, man. So these these are all like, um, are some of these things that you saw against like other players? You were like, damn, yeah, I saw against other players, and and some of them, um, kind of knowing their mentality, some of them knowing just their strength. Yeah, and you you yeah. Yeah. <laughs> running into them and all of that and kind of seeing them. Right, like, like, some guys see them in the weight room. Um, so 
for different reasons. That's why I was saying if I had to pick one person, uh, Derek Coleman without a doubt. Wow. With no hesitation. And Vern would be second. Yeah. You know, so my Philly and, and Rick, you know, my, but I had Rick when he was older and more relaxed. <laughs> uh, but you know, young, younger Rick, I'm sure he would have been right up there with DC. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, yeah. But Warren's name stuck out to me when I was looking at. it. I was like, "Are we thinking about like?" Yeah, I see a lot of these guys. You know, if you don't, you aren't really paying attention. You wouldn't really know, like, sort of who I played with. You know, outside of really DC, uh, you wouldn't really, you know, you haven't really followed my career like that and really been into it. Some of these guys you wouldn't even know, you know, they were teammates. So I also I had the same exact three. Um <laughs> uh obviously Mahorn and Coleman is just straight up size. They're just yeah. huge guys on top of on top of the attitude part, they're huge. I, I mean, had another guy on there strictly <laughs> off looks. If you had him in your corner, it'd be pretty intimidating, was Matt Geiger. Just having him in your corner too off looks, you'd be like, you know. <laughs> Who wants? Who would want to get? Yeah, him? I mean, yeah, you Matt, look, Matt, Matt, Matt is um um is is not going. He's not like he's not a fighter. Matt yeah, Moore, it, it, it would be all Matt a love. Matt more lover than fighter, man. It would be to <laughs> stop the fight from happening when they see Matt. Next <laughs> you know yeah, what? Now he, now he did intimidate people with size. We're good, we're good, we're good. Yeah, um, like Matt's, Matt's a cool guy. Matt was like, no, Matt's like, he's trying to avoid that stuff. Lay back, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. he's too laid back, man. Matt, you know, good life. He wasn't really like that. Yeah, that was pure like looks though to show him. <laughs> All right, you know, yeah. never mind, man. You guys, you brought your boys. Forget it. Was it was was Tractor Trailer? Because you played with him in Cleveland, right? Was he was he was he a tough was he a tough son of a gun? Yeah, track was tough. Um, the track was. Like he wasn't gonna mess with Trap. But Trap was a really nice guy. Like some of these guys, they was just like really nice guys. I didn't really, I didn't really personally experience them that other side of them. Some of them, but some of them, I kind of seen it, so I kind of know. Like, you know. <laughs> um, so some of them you hear stories, some of them you you, you kind of experience it. Uh, um, so just have just naming some, it doesn't mean that other guys wouldn't make the list. They just. This is just the top guys. I mean, that was just no, no, of course, you know, yeah, yeah. The top guys on there. Oh yeah, yeah. The top ten of this list would be still. I mean, the tenth guy would be pretty. Here's an interesting question though, because size wise, yeah, not intimidating, but AI is someone who I wouldn't think that would ever back down to anybody. So no, no, without a doubt. I mean, yeah, he, you know, it's but that's yeah. if it's a different question, you just want somebody. If I'm just saying, if I, somebody I want in my corner, yes, he's there. You know what I'm saying? Like where we're just saying. Based on Ferk's situation, <laughs> with yeah, his team, like based on that situation, yeah. Now, and Marcus and I were talking about this too, like being big Sixer fans for a long time. I didn't see a lot of guys test Iverson, even in the beginning, the beginning of his career. Not a lot of guys were like, "Let's see what this guy, let's see what this guy's about it," because uh, he is and he was. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I think you, you guys didn't really have to test them because they. Seeing his toughness in playing, I mean, you see someone his size, and you kind of see what he does. Um, but I think it was just he was just so real with people. Like he wasn't really like guys didn't dislike him. You know what I'm saying? Like guys genuinely really liked him. Um, like you didn't have so we never really had a lot of guys to like go at him and like you had guys that try to rough him up. 
um, because of that was more to try to wear him down more yeah, so to yeah. kind of get to him. But that stuff didn't work. So, I mean, pretty soon pretty guys like, man, I'm not getting fouls just trying to <laughs> – I'm going <laughs> to yeah. foul out just trying to <laughs> knock him down. Good injury. You can get back up and still give us 50. Like, what, what are we doing here? <laughs> it started in the mid-90s, and that's when everyone always tries to draw comparisons to now being snuff in comparison to the 90s. Granted, they probably talk about early 90s. But still, mid-90s had a little of the leftover uh, uh, toughness of the early yeah, 90s. Yeah, I mean, I think guys were still trying him, but it was it was done differently. Like, <clears throat> the coming off screens and just hitting guys, like, you couldn't really do that. So you would try to punish him as far as making him come off picking rolls and then getting a little hit in or posting him up, getting a little hit in, like, that that's sort of how you did it, but the just going and taking him out, yeah, that stuff was, you know, um fading. But I mean, people would knock him down like all the time if he went in for a layup. I mean, they tried to get him, but he got back up. Yeah, his little cat, man. Uh, Crazy. Yeah, the, the only evidence I saw was uh when ninety six, his rookie season when when Sixers were playing the Bulls, Rodman and him got into a little uh a little thing um, when Iverson was going for a rebound, Robin kind of slapped him in the face, and, and Iverson pushed him up uh, out of balance. And then, like Weatherspoon broke it up, and a couple other guys broke it up, and that, that was pretty much it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, leave it to Robin to be the only guy to actually try to test Iverson a little bit. Right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wasn't with him his first year, so um, I'm sure it probably happened um, more so than. But, uh, but from my experience, when I joined the team. You know, he had, you know, had went through the circle, so it wasn't as established. Yeah. It wasn't like that. He was he was more established, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I believe I came in second year. So and and that was what in January of the second year. I believe either second or third year, second. Um, so there was the, the second part of the question on this current Sixers team. Um, who do you think would be the guys that Furcon would, would call for that as far as the reinforcement types to get the Derek Coleman types on this current roster? Um, PJ, yeah, um, yeah, that's team probably made it. up like that. I mean, I guess you could take Joel from a size standpoint, yeah, um. Some guys surprise you, though. Remember the whole Cat and Bead thing? Simmons had a good headlock on Cat, man. Yeah. Um, that, that surprised me. When I saw that, I was like, okay, Ben. Like That was the most, Reed, like. Reed? Reed, yeah. I throw Niang in there, too. Niang doesn't. Yeah, doesn't Niang. I mean, he, he's offering. Yeah. So he is. <laughs> I wonder, how, I wonder um, how for real he is about that. Would you actually fly out there if he needed you? If he's like, yeah, man, come I out here. You would fly out there to do that. But, you know, <laughs> I think he, international assassin. he would generally help him if he was here, but I'm not saying that. You know, yeah, I'm asking there, you so, be here. Yeah, that's a little different. You know. <laughs> but I understand what he's saying. Yeah, like yeah. three days. Give me one to fly, a couple days for jet lag, and then I'll be all right. Then we can, then we can start it up. <laughs> yeah, I think the easy answer would be. Uh, PJ, but hey, man, this team needs an enforcer. We've been saying it. I don't know, man. Ferk, Ferkin is a turkey wing. I, I, I think he might be a guy off the bench that might be <laughs> in the future, man. 
It, it is showing a little bit of like that little tenacity, though. Yeah, I, grit. Yeah. Throwing people off him. They're, they're, he was backing the, throwing the ref off him at one point. He was, yeah, you don't want to see all that, though, Tay John. You want to do a seat for shooting three. Like, you <laughs> yeah, you're damn right. You're damn right. But hey, if that makes him hit it, then. Yeah, I mean, you know, fight through them screens and shoot a three. He good for your stamp. Yeah. Absolutely. That's all I care about. <laughs> all, well, the only thing I want to see move is the net first. All right. And the, the guy he did get into his face, though, was, was significantly shorter than him. So, I mean, that's, you know. He's not gonna. He's not gonna be facing that many guys, you know, like that in, in the league. Because we're yeah, a couple, six, of, a couple of those dudes were NBA players, though. The guy he got the fight with wasn't though the main dude. One of them was. What's his name from um, Indiana? I think. Um, I forgot his name. But yeah, one of them was. One of them for sure is an NBA player. Yeah, you got to really think about what what was going on for them to do that. Like, what was this conversation about? Like, what? Yeah, it was more than um, just an argument. Yeah. yeah. He got ejected, too, for that. He got ejected before. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, this. yeah, so it was then for them to take it there and that many people to take it. like For security guards to get involved, too. That, that's also another thing. It's like, there's the ones who got involved also with players. Well, something was being said, or either it was some previous history there or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. Pull on Carmelo, man, going to the bus. <laughs> who? Remember the Carmelo story? And he was waiting by the bus. I forgot who that was oh. with. Who was that with? <clears throat> oh, Look, Derek Coleman. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> we um, well, we were in the locker room, and DC like still had us. You know, like usually when you play a game, you still. Even you kind of take your stuff off or cut your tape off and get, you know, maybe your ice bags before the coach, unless the coach comes in and talk right away. But sometimes they kind of take their time to come in and post game talk. So DC, DC locker room, locker was beside mine. It was beside mine, but we had lockers in between. So it was just he and I in the back corner. So, and, and he was sitting there and his leg was shaking. You know how you just like shaking your leg, like you think about something, and he was like fully dressed, like shoes on, um, <clears throat> you know, warm up on, uniform, still everything's still on. Usually, you kind of take the wet clothes off and maybe put a dry shirt on or something like that. Something, everything's still on. Um, didn't say a word. I asked him, "You all right?" Didn't say a word. Just looked at me. So I mean with DC, I kind of know when he just look at me, I kind of know what that means. Like just letting me. Yeah. Um, so he just looked at me. I was like, all right, man, I'll talk to you later, man. Just you know. So then coach came in and spoke. And as soon as coach was finished, you know, we brought it in. And then I turned around and DC was gone. Okay. And we know what happened then. That's there. Other locker room? That's wherever he needed to go to find whoever he was going to find. <laughs> dude, we went to a uh, – He didn't play, man. Like, he was – but he's the nicest dude. Like, that's the craziest part. It's like he's the nicest guy, man, very helpful, and talk to him even to this day. Like, very smart guy, read, do all that stuff. But, man, when you good on his bad side, like – Play. Man. 
<laughs> it's like, man. Was it was some of that like competitive spirit? Like, would he like foul hard in practice, but you knew you were all good with him, but he was just like he was just foul hard because that's how he played type thing? No, nah, he didn't really like he wouldn't really do something just to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like he wasn't just like you know how some people try to come out and enforcing is like their game. Yeah. Like, Derek Cohn was the arguably one of the most talented guys I've ever played with, just from a basketball standpoint. So usually someone that talented isn't really like like that because they don't really need to be like that to kind of make their way in the league. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but he was like that and he was that skilled. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was very interesting dynamic. Um, yeah. But you know, I tell people all the time, I'm like, look, man, I, I I played against a lot of very good power forwards, and and I believe Charles Barkley used to say it all the time, like how talented Derek Coleman was, like he was he was up there, like he was really really good. Um, so, <laughs> his game would transfer too. He'd be great now. Yeah, different breed now. Well, he was he was. <clears throat> Oh, now if he played now, because you know him, like guys like him and Rasheed, because they would be centers, yeah. um, and and they could shoot, and they could, and both of them could use both hands. Like I, they would be very, very effective. Yeah. So that's great, man. Did, did you ever get the backstory on on what he was upset about that day? Yeah, I'm gonna let that one go. <laughs> It's a few stories like that, but I'll just give you the, the first part of it, you know, <laughs> how his mentality was. We, we went to a Wizards-Sixers game uh, a long time ago, and um, we sat uh, – uh, my sister-in-law at the time was worked for an agency, so she got us, like, the really up on the court seat. So we were right yeah. there. And my brother, one of my brothers, not not him, with another one uh, started, getting, started getting drunk. And he was, man, he was mouthing off. I, I, obviously, I'm a Sixer fan. I was a Sixer fan then, too. He was not. So he started getting real mouthy with you guys, man. And he started yelling. at. He was all over Coleman, man. He was all over Coleman. Uh-huh. And you could just see it, too. And it's crazy to be that. It was my first time being that close. Yeah. That close to the point where you know they can hear you. It's not yeah. like, oh, I'm going to yell and say random stuff. Yeah. Something will get through. And you no, can't even was, really see who was saying it. Yeah. Dude, it was close to you got a conversation yeah. with you guys. It was crazy, dude. And and, and when they sit at the uh, uh the block on, on foul shots, you talk to them and like eye contact because I can hear you. And he used to stare at us and I was like, dude. I mean, yeah, well, we weren't even worried about people coming out, but I was like, Coleman, man, I, I just, yeah, I wouldn't do that. It's and he didn't care. And and you could tell he was hearing because he'd hear my brother, you're a bum, yeah, you can't make a shot. And he'd be begging for the ball back. He's like, come on. Come on, McKee. Give the, ball, give the ball back, man. Like that. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, Philly's an interesting place. A few guys gave that. And, and I remember another one was uh, my brother. We also, we went to a Miami Heat game uh, against the Wizards. And and Zoe was also not having either. So when he, when, when we'd be, when he'd be across staring at us, he would just be giving my brother the worst look, man. He wanted, he wanted no part of it. And Zoe's another guy. Yeah, I mean, guys, like you know, people don't realize that you can you can get people ejected. Um, yeah, like you can't do it um, if they, you know, saying something that you deem is, you know, they shouldn't say. But 
I mean, back then, guys didn't do that. They'll just rather <clears throat> now, if you're close enough, you know, it's a loose ball. You better watch out. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it was incidental. I was just going for the ball. I mean, yeah, I would. I, I would think about doing that too if I was playing. Uh, you know, crazy man. Yeah, yeah. I, I was Alonzo morning. I'm sure if the situation would have called for it. Yeah, guys. <laughs> DC would have went in there and <laughs> the ball without a doubt. <laughs> yeah. I was definitely scared of him that day. Yeah. Even though I was on the same side, I was like, I'm a six fan. That ain't me. That's funny. So after we uh, ended the show, uh, some news happened, um, and uh, the Sixers got the back of big we've been talking about for months in uh, Montrez Harrell. Uh, two-year deal uh, worth $5.2 million. Um, so let me ask you guys, what are your initial thoughts on the 76ers signing of Montrez Harrell to be NBA's backup five? Um, <clears throat> awesome from my standpoint. Um, <clears throat> he's a guy that we kn- we know can do a job. Um, serviceable. Um, he can fill in as a starter at times. Um, possibly play beside him, depending on who you're playing. Um, and I think um, playing with Doc previously, um, and, and that 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 would help that that dynamic. Um, but he's a guy that we definitely. Needed definitely, you know, use this toughness and, um, you know, this ability to be ready to play. Um, and at the same time, um, he's the guy that we can give the ball to down low. They can get some points and buckets. Yeah, Taja, what, what, were your, what were your thoughts? And I think it's fitting on an episode we're talking about guys you want in your corner, you know, yeah. in case ever, anything ever goes down, we sign Montrezl Harrell. I think that's funny. <laughs> you take would you would you change your PJ Tucker pick, uh, Snow? Yeah, he, um, he would be on the list. Okay. Yeah, he'd be on the list. Yeah. <laughs> he'd be on there. You'd be you go out to Tucker and uh, Harrell in the uh, Tucker Harrell and Ferk in a triangle match, cage match. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I like it. I We've been saying for a long time, we've been pretty agreement and big agreement on this show that we didn't think they would go into the season with Reed and Bassey as backup bigs. It just didn't seem right. It didn't seem like they were going to do that. Um, yeah. And uh, it, I guess the reason why we didn't go for Keith is because we wanted to wait this out. We wanted to, apparently we wanted to wait the legal process out for Harold. Um, and Keith didn't want to wait for that. So, you know, it blew over and we got the guy we probably wanted for a long time to be the next no. backup big who's going to take. Probably a I one. didn't even realize he was out there. Like, I, you know, I don't know why. Maybe I thought he was. Well, everyone crossed him off the weed, yeah. charge, the weed charge. So, so when that kind of blew over, it was like, okay, what's the best backup big available now? And uh, apparently Harden talked him into it and, 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 and Doc, I mean, he already familiar with Doc and, I know him and Embiid have gotten into it a couple times, but uh, so hopefully, you know, he's probably going to show cool with this. Like, yeah, I mean, he's fine with it. Come on, just sign. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, I think it's great, man. I, we've had really good success with veteran uh, bigs who have been um, overlooked and under or overvalued by other teams. Yeah. Uh, Dwight, Drummond, I, I think he fits totally with that. I think he'll have a really good year with us. Um, I think he'll spot start really well. And, I think he'll fill in for the non embed minutes really well. I, I I think it's a great signing. I, I love it. Yeah. Was to tell you that he signed for two years because I was surprised by that. I thought that would just be like a one year deal. One, it's one and a player option. Okay. So it's probably. I mean, he's probably doing what everyone else did with us, Howard and um, 
Uh, Drummond taking the year, looking good with us, maximizing to get a bigger contract somewhere else, maybe. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Salary probably you know dictates the one year. There's no need for you to get locked up multi-year. Yeah, because you may play out of that salary. And you know maybe he knows next year if he's not going to get it, the money that he wants, so come back. I mean, it's a good situation. It's a good situation. It's right? this option, so it's yeah, this helps. So we'll, we'll we'll just see. But I mean, I think it's. I think it's a good move. I really do. I, I love it. I know a lot of Philly fans are really hyped on uh, – or hyped on Reed and Bassey, and um, it doesn't mean you have to stop developing them. It just means that we want more of a sure thing, man. Like I said, I think last week or the week before, Embiid's going to miss a lot of games, and uh, he has in the past, and there's no reason, again, to, to, to run him ragged during the season. If you have a guy who's a competent backup that you're not in development mode, then put him in there and let him play and, and, and don't – run and beat ragged with 38 minutes a game, 35 minutes a game, you know, lower them. Could this mean there's an odd man out between Bassie or Reed? Could, could one of them be possibly cut? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, we have, I know we have a lot of guys uh, on the roster now. It's so. possible. Wow. It's definitely possible. A lot. They have some kind of plan though, right? Because they're always, if they were waiting, telling Keith to wait till they could figure this out, they were always planning on signing one more guy, whether it was Keith or um, uh, Harold. So, that was going to happen. So I assume they have a plan for what else to do to get under that number now. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. It's all day to trade or cutting some of those non-guaranteed salaries or partial guaranteed salaries. But all right. Well, that does it for us. Thanks for tuning in to Believe in 76ers presented by Bet Online. We'll see you guys next week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.